Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Hey, Grateful Ones. Before we start, find yourself in a comfortable space and take three deep breaths. I know it's been tough for all of us, so let's take this time to feel whatever you're feeling. As you take a deep breath in, take in love, kindness, joy, and gratitude. And as you exhale, let go of any pain, anger, regret, or discomfort you're feeling right now. Welcome to After 30 with Gara Erigel, a 30-something reminding you to take deep breaths and live with gratitude as we talk love, life, fear, relationships, career, sex, food, money, good books, and how life is so much different and oddly the same after 30. I post new episodes every Thursday. Follow at After 30 with Gara Erigel on Instagram and Facebook to stay updated. everybody, welcome to another episode of After 30 with Cara Ergel. I hope you're all doing safe and well and experiencing less body pains today. Speaking of body pains, oh my gosh, TBH, my back has been hurting for months. And I'm just in the beginning stages of accepting that this really does come with age. I mean, yes, I'm now wiser and all that I'm in, in my 30s, but the back pain, man, it is... It's like my 34-year-old body just really be saying, pagbayaran mo na lahat ng kalokohan mo in your 20s, okay? Ang saya po, Marty, no? Ang saya magpuyat, no? I started feeling all these aches and pains everywhere, maybe in the middle of 2020, I think. I've also been getting mini vertigo attacks. Napakatanda, please lang. So, for the first time in years, I got an annual checkup. I am my mom's diabetic, so I was kind of worried maybe I was well on my way to being diabetic as well. I mean, I haven't exactly been super healthy lately and I super love sweets. Now, thankfully, thankfully, my tests were negative for diabetes, though I kind of have to watch my cholesterol levels. But not being diabetic was a huge relief. Now, I've seen how tough it is to be managing diabetes and everything else that comes with it. So it would be really best to have ourselves checked, especially in our 30s, so that we can learn how to manage our health well and walang bulagaan, di ba? So let me just share this real quick with you that Controlado Ko Diabetes Ko is a diabetes awareness campaign led by healthcare company MSD in the Philippines that aims to deepen understanding on pre-diabetes, type 2 diabetes prevention, and diabetes management to give people the information that they need to safeguard and improve their health. Now, the campaign addresses um, aims to address a common misconception that type 2 diabetes affects only other adults. When in fact, people under 40 are getting diagnosed with diabetes. Now, at the same time, the campaign wants to emphasize that effective management of diabetes depends on patient self-care. Now, adherence to medication is a key part of health care and affects all areas. Caring for your own diabetes is also an ongoing process that can require reevaluation as you age 
or your lifestyle changes. It's important to always continue learning about diabetes and your type of diabetes in particular, whether it be through online research or with the help of a healthcare professional. Ultimately, KKDK highlights the importance of collaborative solutions in the management of diabetes, that it takes a village to manage diabetes. The patient, the doctors, and allied health professionals and loved ones working together so that you can confidently say, Controlado ko, diabetes ko. Awareness is really key to managing our health. So, super short quick kwento again, no? Medyo mahaba-haba na tong intro natin, guys. Pero mahalaga kasi pag-usapan lahat to before we dive deep into this. Now, I got COVID last month. And since then, I haven't been really moving around as much because I feel I get tired easily. So, upo-upo lang ang beauty ko for like a month. Then I worked out again last week and I felt so dizzy. As in, nandilim yung paningin ko, guys. Like, I was back to zero. I read somewhere that sitting on your butt for long periods of time may actually cause really bad health problems, including diabetes. You might think, but I'm resting. Resting can't be bad, right? Wrong. Too much of anything can be bad for you. And we'll be talking about uh, more about this, sitting around all day and how it could contribute to diabetes. Introducing today's episode, board-certified internist and endocrinologist and assistant professor in medicine. Everybody, please welcome... On the podcast, Dr. Eric Mendoza. Hi, Doc. Hi, hi, Cara. Thank you for having me. And hi. all you said was correct. So uh, I'm really excited to share some important knowledge about diabetes and, of course, the peril of sitting down too much. Dapat ba tumayo na tayo? Okay, hi, Doc. No, thank you so much for making time. Thank you for being here on the podcast, and I'm so excited. To learn more about this, like I mentioned earlier, my mom is a diabetic. You know, I feel like that could also be a reason that I may be like more at risk. Tamabayon, if is it genetically passed? Is it passed down? Right, right. Okay, one of the risk factors will be uh, genes, ano? Of course, parents uh, that are diabetic, ano, make their offspring or their children at an increased risk for the disease or diabetes. But it's not just about genes. So it's a multifactorial condition, unlike other diseases which are solely determined by genetic factors. But diabetes is really multifactorial. Oh, gosh. So and dami mong kailangan i-dodge, no? <laughs> so you don't get it. Okay. But, Doc, to start, no, what really causes diabetes? Like what happens in or to your body when you have diabetes, just so we have like a, a visual understanding of it. Okay, so let's begin with the risk factors. Now, as you mentioned, Kara, you're right. Uh, one is genetics, but uh, the greater part of we, of it would be lifestyle choices. Of course, when we say lifestyle, it's more on diet and exercise, or the lack of the healthy versions of those, and also obesity or just being overweight. You know. Uh, it is also a risk factor for developing diabetes in the future because fats compete with carbohydrates when it comes to metabolism. So parang mas marami kang fat, your sugar will not be used. And uh, this makes you at risk for diabetes because there's an elevation of the blood sugar in the circulation. And of course, up to our episode for today, sitting down too much or what we correctly term as sedentary lifestyle so that is a big risk for diabetes. As we all know, diabetes is becoming more common sa mga teenagers, right? Sa mga youngs. But of course, uh, 
it affects both or all brackets of ano no of ages because of the lifestyle that we have. So yung mga teenagers, sobrang uh, gadgets ano and then tayo namang mga adults, adults na ba tayo pero <laughs> hindi ko pa rin matanggap. So uh, <laughs> yung work natin most of the time hindi naman di ba ano, hindi naman fully active, di ba? Hindi naman tayo lahat athletes, hindi naman tayo lahat uh, sports enthusiasts. So mm-hmm. uh, we work most of the time sitting down uh, like you and like me you know in the clinic so yun mga risk factors and it's very important to to recognize parang dagger yung like you ni doc eric <laughs> like you oh, okay i'm at risk no no but that's so true no i guess throughout the years more and more lalo ngayon with you know um computers and of course working from home and you know this whole you know what we're going through the pandemic so more and more people are just I guess spending more time sitting down, lying down, but in front of your TVs, on your phone, just sitting down, as opposed to, I guess, you know, in the earlier days when yeah. you needed to get up and walk and, you know, just keep moving. What I read this, Doc, correct me if I'm wrong, because huh? mm-hmm. you're obviously the one who studied about this. Oh, research, research online. But one theory about why extended periods of sitting puts you at a higher risk for type 2 diabetes is that your body needs to work harder. Like what you mentioned pala kanina, to absorb sugar and make Correct. insulin when sitting. Also, humans are built to stand upright, not to sit down and lie down and play with our phones all day, diba? Our hearts now and our cardiovascular system just works better that way. But like I mentioned, most of us are now working from home or a lot of us, you know, in the jobs that we have, sit from 9 to 5, diba? Hence, all the sitting and, and our body being at rest technically most of the day. Now, how does too much sitting affect one's sugar level? And how can we reduce the risk if this is the lifestyle that most of us have now? Okay, first of all, I agree with you. No? Uh, we were meant to be standing up. Ano? In fact, our ancestors, diba, they hunt for food, they run for their, ano, ano, their prey. Pero those were the older times. Na. So right now, naman, since civilized na yung ano natin, society, hindi na ganun yung condition. But uh, hindi pwede yung talagang mag-concentrate lang tayo sitting down and uh, not doing activities at all. Because as you mentioned, nagkakaroon tinatawag na insulin resistance. Ibig sabihin, our body produces too much insulin during the first part of the diabetes type 2. Ano, but it becomes non-useful then Kasi resistant kayo. You're always sitting down. Hindi nagagamit yung insulin. Kasi insulin makes your uh, sugar low because the sugar comes inside the cell, no? Or it goes inside the cell. But uh, with insulin resistance, because of too much sitting down, obesity, you know, uh, it competes with your blood glucose and insulin as well. So, nagkakaroon ng first phase of diabetes. And then later on, the patient deteriorates, you know? So, I really agree with you. We need to uh, be conscious, you know, in our activities. And most of the time, sabi ng mga experts, no, aside, uh, of course, yung mga endocrinologists and lifestyle experts, do not sit down more than three hours. So if you think you will be sitting down more than three hours, you have to break that routine and stand up, do something that is maybe not related to, to your uh, work, ano, pero make sure that you will be active for that time being. Ah, so ito yung sinasabi nila na parang sitting breaks, no? Parang yes, if you're going to be yes. sitting for long periods of time, just at least stand up, get a glass of water, walk around, ganyan. And there are other tips then, ano, uh, to avoid sitting down so much. Ano. So sabi nila, uh, when you receive a call, a simple call ano, from phone, you can 
uh, stand up, move around. So those mm-hmm. are, ano, parang double na yung magagawa mo, no? Yung multi-purpose ka na. At the same time, you'll be active. And then, mm-hmm. when they say when you park, no, do not park near your office. Baka pwedeng lumakad ka, no, towards your office, ano, or your desk. Uh, what yeah. else? Have your lunch outside, no? Pwedeng magbound ka, pero baka pwedeng sa cafeteria so that you can walk a little far away from, from your desk or your office. So, simple things that you incorporate in daily activity just to break those uh, long time of sitting. You know what's funny, Doc? While you were saying all those things, in my head, automatically, I was like, ah, oh, hassle. <laughs> Kaya nga, park eh, para malapit. Kaya nga, nagbawon eh, parang di na bababa. And that's exactly the problem. It's so ingrained in us, the comfort and I guess, di ba, yung just being able to do things fast and easy and, you know, at the palm of your hands and dyan na. Di ba? We've been so used to that lifestyle, having everything just at an arm's length. Alam mo yun, apakalapit lang, apakakonvenient. But that's also part of the big problem, diba? We're starting to become a little bit lazy, I guess, in effect. In a way, but, but sometimes you have to understand some people that and dami nilang gustong ma-accomplish no? uh, in the days of work. Uh, mm. So that hindi nila naiisip na part din ng pag-take care of themselves would be getting up and doing something you know, for their muscles, for their bodies. That's true. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, Doc. Hindi ka masasabing tamad na tayong lahat, no? But we I just... both are true. Both yeah, are true. Yeah. we feel lazy. Sometimes we want to do so many things. And right. uh, most of the time, the things we need to do are sitting down and paperworks online. <laughs> I know. No, but I, this really hit me hard when I was reading about it, no? Before our recording. Because I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, since COVID, because I guess yeah, I've been feeling a lot of just this feeling tired generally and lethargic, no? I was like, oh man, I've been sitting it out around all day. And in my head, it's like, okay lang ay nagpapahinga naman ako. But at the same time, lalo na eating, diba when you eat, for example, like lunch, and you're just at home. So after you eat and you have, let's say, nothing to do in the afternoon, you go straight to bed. I heard that that is the worst thing you can do if, you know, you want to, of course, avoid gaining weight and diabetes as well because... Parang you need the best time to move around is to, is right after you eat, tamaba. What does it have to do with like our sugar levels spiking up? So you have to time your dinner. I think dinner ano kasi yun yung pinakamalapit sa pagtulog ano. At least mm-hmm. mga two to three hours ano before your bedtime. So it's not advisable na sobrang pagod ka na you eat and then you you sleep because you need to burn at least ano half of the calories ano that you've taken ano uh, during your dinner. Para naman mm-hmm. di siya mag-stack up in your belly. No? <laughs> and, and of course, uh, as I have mentioned, this is also a risk factor for diabetes. Yeah. Ano ba? Ano yung explanation ng doc? Parang when you're, like when you eat, your sugar levels spike up? Okay. Am I correct? Or so depending on what you eat? eat? Your sugar level spikes up, no? But the normal person ano, can lower it down because of the natural uh, insulin plus mm-hmm. the activity. Remember that the muscle is the most metabolically active tissue in the body. So mm-hmm. that in uh, your body, if you are having a lot of muscles, you know, because you're trained, you have uh, this regular exercise, then it's easier for you to burn calories, including sugar. Pero kung puro fats, mm-hmm. when a patient is obese, mm-hmm. of course, fat is inert. No, It does not function like muscles do. Parang ano siya, uh, it will not burn it. It will store it. So we want a tissue that can burn calories, including sugar and fat. So 
uh, it's also important that you move because that's the only way that your muscles ano, will be able to uh, burn those excess sugar and calories. So back to what I'm saying earlier, the normal person can have a normal insulin function as well as uh, normal metabolic activity. But a person who does not move or who chose to uh, sleep <laughs> after eating, you know, either or both, no, lack of insulin function, and number two, there are no more metabolic activities in the body. So sugar will rise. It will not have the normal uh, decrease that we expect after eating. Right. Okay, guys. So noted, do not eat and then sleep. I know masarap gawin yon, lalo na kapag kumakain kayo at sinag Netflix and chill kayo tapos tulog after, you know, when you're coming from a really long day. But it could be really dangerous for you. Diba? Especially if you're at, at risk for diabetes and your sugar spiking up and your body not being able to process it well. Correct. Thank you for explaining that, Tasto. Okay, um, so you mentioned some of the risk factors you know, that lead to the onset of diabetes. But can we like dive a little bit deeper into that? Like if, for example... Like me, I had to take a test because I was already kind of feeling some symptoms that in my head was quite similar to what my mom was going through. Like, yeah, mga vertigo or like some wounds maybe that don't heal as fast. Ganon, yung parang low, para kong na, yun nga, low blood sugar level, I guess, para kong nahihilo or floating, ganyan. So what are the signs and symptoms that we should look out for that might indicate that you're at risk for diabetes? Okay. Actually, we see signs and symptoms only if it's really that severe. So we do not want to wait for that. So before I uh, tell you the reason why, we see signs and symptoms if the blood sugar is already around 200 or 300 milligrams per deciliter versus the normal, which is 100 milligrams per deciliter on the average. So what are the symptoms that we usually see? So excessive hunger, but they do not gain weight because uh, the sugar is not being uh, consumed by the body. Excessive thirst, and urination. Okay, so these are the three things uh, that describe a classic uh, diabetic patient. Also, uh, as I have mentioned, weight loss. But we do not uh, wait for that. In fact, you know, up to your uh, the title of your show, after 30, early times, you know, all patients, even without signs, symptoms, or risk factors, we screen them at the age of 40, 40 years old and above. But recently, we've been seeing trend that even patients or individuals below 40. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm -hmm. 
they already have increased predisposition for diabetes. So I think for after 30 is a good uh, gauge in which you can already check for the blood sugar. In fact, I've been seeing diabetic patients in their uh, teenage years. Ano? Pero di pa naman ganun ka, kalala, like the ones in their 30s, 40s, or even at older age. Ano? So that's one. It's mostly asymptomatic. So age is a risk factor. Also, other risk factors, even without without that cutoff age, you have, as I have mentioned, obesity, sedentary lifestyle, having diabetes when they are pregnant or when they were pregnant before, PCOS, no, which is very common in women uh, mm-hmm. after diabetes. No? So uh, it's also a risk factor for diabetes. So those are the things oh. we look for, and they are red flags. When we see red flags, we tell them to have their blood sugar checked. So my picos na nga at risk ka pa sa oh my gosh. That's me. So I really have to watch it. But thankfully I saw the results and it said naman it wasn't like I wasn't at risk just yet. But my when I had my brother look at it who's a doctor he was like, "Yeah, you're not there yet, but you got to be careful because <laughs> it's right. on the way there." But yeah, okay. Lifestyle, lifestyle changes. No, what lifestyle changes can we make to avoid diabetes and manage it if you have it? Because I do have a friend you mentioned you saw you've been seeing a trend. No, a lot of teens are getting diabetes. Now I have a friend who's like 24, 24, 25 years old, who's already like perking every time she eats, yeah. like she has diabetes. And mm-hmm. yun, yun yung science niya mismo. Like she started losing weight. Namin, wow, ah, your diet is working, whatever. Like she started losing weight and then yun, she was always just thirsty, la da da. And then she had herself checked. And then Ano, malala na ba yon, Doc, kapag ganun, if you, if, you have, if you need to keep checking your blood sugar every time you eat? Well, it depends on the individual. Some would uh, need to check it more frequent because they are on insulin. So it means their blood sugar is already uh, higher or a little bit higher than is expected for that age. Or the doctor just wants to keep track of the trend and wants mm. to really um, make an aggressive management in terms of uh, his or her blood sugar. Okay. But I would say, kung pinagmo-monitor siya nung doctor niya, it means uh, it's not a mild uh, type of diabetes or level of blood sugar. So maybe medium risk or uh, that really high. Okay, kasi masarap kumain ng matamis yun eh. So ano nga, eh ako din. So ano yung mga pwedeng, you know, lifestyle changes, you know, that we can tweak to avoid diabetes and to manage it if you already have it? Okay, so I... Always tell them no extra sugars or simple sugars. So what are those? No sodas in the refrigerator. <laughs> uh, no three-in-one coffee. No bottled uh, or sweetened uh, beverages. Okay, so those are extra calories you don't see, but when you're thirsty, you're gonna take them. And hindi mo napansin that a lot of sugar or calories went into your system already. So no for those three things. How about the other carbohydrates? So we want to limit carbohydrates in the way that uh, if you think you will not be burning them, like you're just working uh, the whole day you know, most or most of the time sitting down, which we do not uh, recommend, reduce your calories or carbohydrates into half. You know, instead of one cup of rice, one half cup na lang. Especially matutulog ka na naman, two hours na lang, then you'll be... Uh, on bed na. So, cut it down. Also, do not make a snack yung mga 
pastries, yung mga sweets. Ano. Sometimes kasi we feel na pwede namang snack yan kasi konti lang. Ano. Pero actually, they are meant for dessert. Nilagay sila sa time na yon para make sure na full ka na and then you'll just take a portion of it. Uh, some people kasi, ire-reserve nila sa merienda and then ang dami nakakain. So, yun, risk factor din yun. So, hindi maganda. So, when it comes to protein, you are, uh, of course, you need protein and especially if you're working out. But uh, choose healthy versions of proteins, plant proteins no? from nuts, from other sources na animal proteins, pero fish and eggs. Ano? Limit yung mga red meat, especially if you're at risk for diabetes and diabetic kidney disease. And for vegetables, of course, uh, you are to get a generous serving of vegetables. You know? Fruits, yeah, you can take it more on water, preferably water not uh, sugar-sweetened beverages. So those are basic tips, but of course, you can always consult your nutritionist for individualized meal plan. For exercise, by the way, uh, yes. uh, you have to have uh, at least 30 to 40 minutes of moderate intensity exercise. So hindi counted yung nagwalis ng bahay, <laughs> ganun. Kasi sometimes kinakount nila, pero hindi yun moderate. You need moderate. When we say moderate, at least equivalent to brisk walking or treadmill. And then ideally every day, but if not, at least every other day. Maintain proper weight. Uh, that's also important. Tama. Ay, pag nagwalis ka nalang, bilis-bilis mo, di ba? Para ka nang brisk walk. <laughs> Oo, pwede din. Kung ganun daming kalak, baka pwede. <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh my gosh, all those, like everything you just mentioned, are things that we're so used to eating and drinking, di ba? Lalo na kanin. Is it true that, for example, for people who are diabetic, are there studies that already prove that adlai rice, for example, has less sugar, glucose, yeah, yeah. or is healthier? Okay. So these are what we call low glycemic index uh, foods ano, or versions of grains. There are studies showing the efficacy of these uh, alternatives. So these are what we call whole grains and uh, related products. You know? So it is also advised that 50% of our carbohydrate intake will be coming from whole grains. So you said adlai rice, quinoa, uh, whole wheat bread. So choose yung mga maligasgas. No? You know, do you know that term? <laughs> yung mga lasang cardboard. <laughs> yes, yes. Those are the, the healthier versions. And at least 50% of your carbohydrate intake. Hindi naman kailangan puro ganun, ano? But uh, make sure that there's a proper balance between the finer versions, which is the white rice, the white bread, and also yung sabi mo, lasang cardboard. So, medyo tiis lang. Sometimes it's an acquired taste din, di ba? Pag nag, may mga masasarap na ngayon eh, na, na wheat bread. Ma-soft na rin sila. So true naman. No, I'm just saying, it's just, you know, being healthy is, we need to, we have to do it. If you want to be able to live a comfortable life, if you want to be able to stay alive for your loved ones, you know, and if you want yeah. to, if you just want to live longer in general, right? Kasi and yun with good quality, di ba? Parang hindi lang longer. Uh, a yeah. good quality of life. So it's also important. Yeah, kasi yung sarap na yun, let's say, ng kanin, and I experienced it lately because nga, since I got my blood checked, I was like, okay, gotta be more, you know. And also my husband. So, inaano ko siya, nire-reel-in ko siya. Tara, mag-adlay tayo. So, like, a few months ago, adlay na kami. Tapos, one party that we went to served white rice, right? There was no adlay. Kain kami puting kanin. Pag-uwi namin, ano, I try sa ba tayo this week? <laughs> we said, Ang sarap pala. <laughs> Ang sarap nga pala, no? No, <laughs> nakakainis. 
Pwede naman na isingit it, sing it di ba? It's just a constant reminder na we can do alternates. Yeah, just not too much of it. And if Correct. we go back to what we were, you know, the whole point of us having this conversation now is, you know, the sedentary lifestyle that we were talking about a while ago. Too much of anything. I mean, see, it's not sitting down and lying down that's the problem, eh, diba? It's the not moving around as much right, right. that is the problem. So also, and the same with food, diba? It's You can have a little bit of white rice. Don't man deprive yourself of it like mm-hmm. we did. And then suddenly, konting tike mo, oh my God, <laughs> nag-binge ka na. So okay lang pa konti-konti. Okay, last couple of questions for me, Doc. Thank you so much for answering all the questions like so clearly <laughs> and so succinctly. Okay, so for those who have not been diagnosed yet but feel like they may be at risk, you know, guys, we've been saying this over and over, you should definitely get your blood sugar levels tested. You know, uh, if they're doing this for the first time, Doc, and don't know where to go, what to do, Please tell them not to be scared, diba? And to take action as early as possible. And also, ano ba yung kailangan nilang i-prepare sa heart, mind, and soul nila? And how to go about it if they're getting their, themselves checked for the first time? Okay, so I think the first uh, advice is to see your physician. So any physician, even general physician, can uh, tell you how to prepare for the test. Because there are three different tests or sometimes four different tests that would uh, best suit you. So the most, I think the simplest one would be your fasting blood sugar. But some individuals would need a more specific testing like 75 gram OGTP. For all of you though, uh, there, no, uh, listening or watching, na nakainom na nung matamis na juice, I think during pregnancy, yun yung ginagawa, ano, yun yung 75 gram OGTP. It's recommended for uh, patients who are at a higher risk than most of the general population. So meron din naman ng mga bagong test ngayon na no fasting will be necessary. But I advise that you ask your physician which of these tests would uh, suit you better or best. And also, after that, simple lang, ano lang naman eh, blood draw lang. Just a few ml of blood so it will not be a scary test. And then if you're normal, you don't need to be tested every quarter or every few months. no So... Sometimes you can be tested yearly if you have a very low risk or sometimes even every two years eh, no? if you're young and you have a healthy lifestyle. So do not be afraid. No, uh, This is something that is very common. I'm talking about diabetes as a disease. So we should be able to prevent it. And if ever we develop it, we prevent complications uh, from it. Tama. Very well said. Thank you so much, Doc. I have one pahabol question, Doc, because before when I used to work for radio, we would have our annual checkup, which is a requirement, right? Um, one of those years, may lumabas sa akin, keratosis, keratol, something. Parang when it came to sh- like blood sugar, like some blood ko, sa blood test, what does that mean? As a blood? Is, is it ketone? Ketone, there you go. What's keratosis? Okay. Uh, but there's also medical medical term that uh, uh, I think sa skin naman yun. Anyway, ketone, sometimes it uh, becomes uh, positive when you have long hours of fasting. That's the basis of ketogenic diet. Eh. Uh, oh. Your blood is producing ketones as an alternative fuel. Because when you have uh, intermittent fasting or ketogenic diet, you deprive yourself of uh, sugar no, than usual. And your body tries to look for alternative fuel, and one will be ketone. So it's not bad as long as it is not associated with diabetes. Uh, ketone production is 
an adaptive mechanism of the body. And it's associated also with um, with health, ano, when done uh, properly. So, baka ano ka lang nun, ka ng matagal, mga 8 to 10 hours, and low sugar yung diet mo before the test. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Kinabahan okay. ako. Eh. Actually, yun yung one of the signs. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I might be diabetic, you know. But still, you know, since my mom is, I, I guess I also have to be extra careful. Okay, Doc. Last, again, like I said, last couple of questions for me. In under a minute, which should be no problem with you. You've been answering the questions very quickly and very precisely. What do you want to say to us chronic sitters of this generation? Okay, siguro para ma-remember nila, let's use the mnemonic MOVE, M-O-V-E, okay? So M is for men- maintain proper body weight. Of course, you have your desirable body weight that is appropriate for your height and your gender. And then O is observe healthy diet. So choose healthy versions of the food that you take. V is vary your activities, no? not just sitting down. So maalala nyo yung mga sinabi namin ni Kara during the show, tumayo, maglakad, umakit ng hagdan, so things like that. And letter E, exercise often. So move, maintain body weight, observe proper uh, diet, vary your activities, and then uh, exercise. Iba pa yun sa vary your activities. So I think that would be an easier way no, to remember what we said for today. Gandanon, if anything, you just remember the word move and that's enough. Okay. No, I love that. That's very useful, Doc. I will keep coming back to that. Guys, sana na isulat nyo. Patatoo nyo sa katawin. <laughs> M.O.V.E. Patent yan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Doc. I have one last question. And I ask every guest here on the show before we end because, you know, it's always a good um, reminder to kind of keep us grounded. You know, even if these things, I mean, you're a doctor. So I'm sure you see a lot of you know, people who are under stress and people who are, you know, going through like really tough times in their lives. And it's very important to keep us grounded. And the way to keep us grounded is to be grateful. Gratitude mm-hmm. is always key. And that's something I truly believe in here on this podcast. So please share with us what you are grateful for in this moment. It can be one thing, five things, ten things, completely out to you. Sigo lang natin sa universe para ma-inspire yung listeners natin to shout out their gratitude journals to the universe as well. Okay. okay. So number one, my family. Kasi sila yung source of strength, no, whatever problem uh, I have. No, My wife and my little daughter. No, Nine years old na di siya. Pero little pa din tawag ko. Anyway, number two will be good health. No? And of course, uh, number three would be our ano, ano, passion ano, for our work. And then above these uh, three things, of course, no, we should uh, always remember the one that's continuously blessing us and giving us grace. Ano, the one that keep these three things ano, with, with me. And I hope ganun din yun sa um, some or most of our listeners. So that would be it. Thank you so much, Doc. Again, everybody, Doc Eric Mendoza joining us for the first time ever on the podcast today, talking about how sitting um, all day can be bad for you. We talked about diabetes. We touched on that and how you can, if you're at risk, what you need to do. And if you are not, you know, you should still get yourselves checked, especially a lot to do with age. And sitting all day is really not good for you. So move, M-O-V-E. Ano ulit yung move, Doc? Ulitin lang natin. <laughs> Maintain proper weight, <laughs> observe healthy diet, 
uh, they vary your activities and let them exercise often. So remember right. that. Remember that, everybody. Thank you so much, Doc. Please invite our listeners to come and follow you. I know you uh, you are all over social media as well. If they need to talk to you, ask you questions, get a checkup, whatever, please tell them your social media handles and everything else. Okay, I usually do face-to-face clinic at St. Luke's, uh, Quezon City, and UST. But if you want uh, to uh, have some tips on, on about, about healthy lifestyle, uh, especially on hormonal disorders such as diabetes and thyroid uh, dysfunction, then you can follow my Facebook page, Dr. Eric Mendoza, Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Thyroid Diseases. So it's an advocacy platform. It's really meant for my patients and non-patients, but uh, they need uh, something no, to uh, guide them with their uh, journey if they have diabetes or they are at risk for diabetes. And thank you so much, Kara, for this opportunity. Thank you so, so much for your time and energy. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Now, this is the part where you share the things, people, moments, whatever it is that you're grateful for today. I would love to hear from you. So please do get in touch with me on Instagram and Facebook at After 30 with Cara Erigel. I would love to see you tag me in your stories if you do post this. And please follow me on Spotify if you haven't yet. And also leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. That would really, really help the podcast. And of course, me a lot. And I truly, truly appreciate you. I am so grateful for you. Don't forget, be grateful. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.